0: Welcome to the Perinatal Wellbeing Podcast. I'm Christine, your host and certified perinatal mental health professional. This podcast is all about authentic conversations. We want to open up the discussions around perinatal health and wellbeing, from mood and anxiety disorders, to breastfeeding, to grief and loss in the perinatal period, and everything in between. While this is not therapy or medical advice, it is the place where we are going to continue to open up the discussion around all things perinatal mental, physical, emotional and sexual health to help reduce stigma and break down these barriers to support. I acknowledge that many Indigenous nations have long-standing relationships, both historic and modern, with the territories upon which Perinatal Wellbeing Ontario is located. Today, this area is home to many Indigenous peoples from across Turtle Island. I am proud to acknowledge that there are 46 treaties and other agreements that cover the territory now called Ontario. I acknowledge that I am a settler on these lands and it is on these ancestral and treaty lands that I live, learn, and work. Hello, and welcome to the Perinatal Wellbeing Podcast, episode number three. Today, we're going to talk about transitioning to parenthood and how difficult this really is. This is not to scare you or simply to complain about parenthood, although I'm totally fine with that. It's to normalize some of the different feelings that can come up for us. We don't have to experience a postpartum mood or anxiety disorder to struggle with our emotions after welcoming a baby into our family one of my best friends in northern ireland said it so well it's terrifying and exhilarating in equal measures for every high there's an equal and equivalent low but we learn and grow with our babies i remember thinking a couple of days after giving birth to my first what have we done my pregnancy was planned we were excited to become parents i enjoyed for the most part being pregnant and giving birth and so I thought I would be nothing but happy when our son arrived into the world and I I was at first but after a couple of days the baby blues set in and I thought oh my god we made a mistake having kids can't I just put him back for another week so I can adjust to the idea of having a kid and at the same time my heart was bursting with love so it really messed with my head. On one hand, I really love him. On the other hand, I'm like, I don't think I should have done this. It's hard to understand the magnitude of the responsibility of having a baby until you welcome that baby into your own world. I think that sounds really obvious, but I thought, yeah, of course, it's going to be hard, but I can cope with it. You're now responsible for this little human who is completely 100% dependent on you, and that realization can feel very overwhelming. All new parents experience some level of anxiety, which I think some parents interpret as there's something wrong or I'm not coping, I'm not dealing really well. And again, the anxiety is there to alert us to possible dangers in our environment, possible danger or harm that can come to baby, and it's trying to just get us to be extra careful with the baby. Anxiety and intrusive thoughts are very common in especially the postpartum period, but in the perinatal period altogether, and we don't have to fear The anxiety or the intrusive thoughts or think something's wrong with us. And so for more about intrusive thoughts, you can go back to episode number two and listen to that entire episode that is only focused on intrusive thoughts. Welcoming a new member to the family, not only the first baby, but also the second or the third or beyond, is a massive transition for everyone, whether that's on the family level or our own internal system level. It's a big shift. Our family or the couple or the individual routines change. We usually have less time for our own self-care and hobbies. And a lot of times, there's a lot of grief there. We miss our old life. And yet, we love our baby. That, again, can feel really confusing. Why am I so sad? Why am I missing my old life when I really wanted this baby? And then if we think about pregnancies that are unplanned or, you know, pleasant surprises maybe, that grief can be even more present. It just tells us that we are missing the old life. We can't just get up and go whenever we want to, or we can't just get out the door without bringing a ton of supplies. Things can feel or seem harder, maybe more complicated, more time consuming. And let's not forget about sleep. How much we can truly miss sleep and long for it for months and months and months. Our family has to adjust to this new baby. So, not just us as the parents, but if you have other children, you know, siblings have to share their parents, their space, their time. And as parents, we're getting to know this new being, their likes and dislikes, their sleeping and eating patterns, which change. A lot especially in that first year. We're getting to know their different cries which you know their different ways of communicating. All of these different things that we're learning and then baby is also learning about us and their environment and it is a big learning curve for a family system. Let's talk about the notion that as soon as you give birth or you see your baby you're going to fall magically in love with them. In my work, I see this stereotype affecting people that identify as women the most. The reason I say that is because there is a lot of pressure on women and stereotypes that tell us if you're a woman, your lifelong dream must be to have a baby. That must be your fairy tale, and as soon as you do that, then your life is complete. This is not true for all of us who identify as women, what happens when we welcome a baby into our family and we don't just magically fall in love with them? We tend to judge ourselves. We have, you know, thoughts and feelings about our thoughts and feelings. We judge the fact that, you know, we're not stepping up as a parent for some reason or maybe I wasn't cut out to be a parent or maybe I'm not a good parent. All of these thoughts can cause us so much distress and again we are meeting this baby for the first time. Even if you carried that baby and you had a lot of connection and input with that baby throughout pregnancy, you're still learning a lot about them once they're on the outside world. I was not instantly connected with all of my kids after their birth. And with one of them, it took me quite a few weeks to really connect with him and really genuinely feel that love for him. And shortly after that love came in, I honestly felt like my heart was going to explode. I think it's really important to remember that we are not born knowing how to parent. We learn how to parent after... We become parents and welcome a new member into our family. On an individual level, we all have different parts in our internal system. We have ourselves, that's our our core, our being, our consciousness, whatever you identify with. And then we have all these parts in the system that we use and that we need to function every day. We might have our employee part or our partner part, or our business part, or funny part. We have our manager parts that like to keep tabs on the system, make sure we're doing okay. We have our diagnoses parts, so maybe our anxious part, or I have my ADHD part, and on and on and on. These are just some examples, and of course, everyone's system is different and is organized in a different way we have many different parts and they all try to function in a cohesive system ideally with the self in the leadership role and i'm going to be talking about parts work in a later podcast but i just like to give an overview when we become parents our new parent parts they have to first start to develop and then we have to integrate them into the system So this can be a big learning curve and adjustment for our own inner systems, because all the other parts then have to shift and make accommodations to welcome these parts in the system. All the parts have to get to know each other. And then how are we going to function together to be and continue to be our best selves? And again, we want to try to do that with our core leading the way. What happens though, sometimes, as you can imagine, that process of integrating these new parent parts, what kind of parent do I want to be? You know, what are my values and goals around attachment or feeding, food, sleep, all of those things that are really tied to our values? Sometimes if those things feel in contrast to other parts in the system, then That can cause some anxiety or depression or feelings of grief and sadness when we think, oh boy, my part that didn't have kids is really missing my old life. There's a part of me that has a lot of grief. That can kind of come into conflict with our new parent part. There's a process in integrating all of these parts and then coming back to this kind of cohesive way of living. And of course, as you can imagine, that's not always the smoothest process. Like I said, our self holds our values, our likes, our dislikes. And so developing our parent parts with our values as the anchor can help us to settle into this new role of parent. I think it's really important to try and parent mostly from the self, at least the parent parts being attached to the self. When we're making parenting decisions and actively parenting, if we're doing that from an anxious part or an overbearing, overprotective part, then we might not make decisions that are actually in line with our values. And that can help us to really cope with the many, many curveballs and challenges that parenting presents to us. Like I mentioned, some of those decisions we're going to make, even in the first year, there are so many. And then beyond, this concept can come with you for the rest of your life. What do I want to feed my baby? How do I want to help them establish healthy sleeping habits? What daycare will they go to? What school will they go to? And on and on and on. And these are really big decisions. Another significant and very present barrier To adjusting to parenthood, that I see with my clients is the impact of social media. I know it sounds so obvious, and we all know logically that social media is fake. However, we still stay on social media, we still look at it, we still go to it for advice and comparisons, right? How am I doing compared to? If you think about even in five minutes, scrolling on social media you can potentially see hundreds of photos and that is a lot of impressions and information that your brain is trying to interpret that can affect our parenting because we are going to compare ourselves to those people on instagram and again we can understand logically that maybe this you know fancy influencer parent on instagram is wearing makeup and they have perfect lighting so i know that i could not look like that because that person has a team behind them however we can still fall victim to the well if they look good how come i can't look that good or get myself together to do a beautiful family photo even when our friends in real life post photos of all the fun activities or again beautiful family photos that can affect us even more because now this is more on a personal level. I know this person in real life. And even if we know that that friend or family member is struggling with their own parenting, that perfect picture online can still really impact us. And if you find that social media is making you feel less than good enough, if you find yourself really comparing yourself to other parents online, then it's really important to either take a break or unfollow those accounts that make you feel less than good enough. Has anyone else noticed this intense pressure for this current generation of parents to be everything to their children and the amount of very unrealistic expectations that we put on ourselves and that also society puts on us. It seems that there is this intense pressure for our kids to hit all their milestones exactly right on time, or even early, that would be better, of course. And it can feel like a competition, right? Oh, well, my friend's baby started teething at this age, and my other friend's baby started crawling at this age, and and my kid is Not even moving. What's wrong with them? And then we're given so much mixed messaging that it's hard to even know what is right. Carry them for 24-7. Don't carry them too much. Sleep train them. Don't sleep train them. We can't do right for doing wrong. I think why this really affects us is that, again, parenting is tied to our values. And for the most part, we are trying do our best those comparisons come in or we think our baby hasn't hit this particular milestone on time then maybe my baby's not okay maybe i'm not good enough and again it's this added pressure that stops us or hinders us from really fully coming into that parent role in a healthy and happy way how do we deal with all of this all of this pressure and all of this worry and The fact that maybe we don't feel super joyful 24-7 when we're changing diapers and we're not sleeping. I think what can be really helpful is acknowledging how tough this transition is for us and other parents. Like I said, even if you wanted to be a parent your whole life and you were super excited to welcome this baby into your world... You still have to adjust to this new role and it's okay when you make mistakes because you will. And it's okay if you feel other feelings beside pure joy because you will. And it's okay if you feel grief for your old life because you will. If we acknowledge how hard this is with compassion, not to berate ourselves, not to say it's hard and I can't do it, wow, this is so hard and I'm really trying my best, then we can get through this transition maybe a little less stress or maybe with a little less self-doubt. As I'm sure you can imagine, one of my favorite ways to cope is talking. I know, big shocker, right? If we talk with our friends, with our family, our partners, and really share how we're feeling and also asking them about their experiences, that can be so powerful. We know it's vulnerable and it's in vulnerability where we connect and it's in connection where we can cope. If we have these conversations, you might learn something new about your friend or your family member or even your partner that you didn't know. You might hear them struggling with certain aspects of parenthood. You might hear them share with you thoughts and feelings that they didn't expect to have. When coming into parenthood we often worry that our experience isn't what it quote should be or what other parents experience and that can weigh heavy on us and make us feel like we're not coping or that we're doing something wrong or we're just not good enough and that's not true everyone's experiences are different we have the stress of becoming a parent Getting to know our baby, introducing them into our family, integrating them into our internal system, all of these really difficult things. And then if we add on top of it the distress of judging ourselves, it's not helpful in coping. If we can anchor in our values in ourselves and remember that we are just trying our best with the skills we have and reach out to our supports, we can survive this transition period. Trusting ourselves that somehow we will figure it out, and that when we make a mistake, we can also figure it out, that can be a really powerful coping thought. I am so glad to have started this discussion about the realities of becoming a parent and how hard it can be, even when we're feeling as well as possible. We don't always feel completely elated when we welcome a baby to the family. And we can experience a lot of different and extreme emotions and thoughts, and that's okay. It's important to remember to come back to ourselves, parent from our family's values, and remember that we can cope with what comes. We don't know what's going to come, but when it comes around the corner, we can figure it out. And if we can't, we ask for help and we will get there. My hope is that you can take this with you as you continue on your parenting journey. Because trust me, it's not just the first year that is really hard. I am a now in the teenage phase and that is a whole different story. As we discuss different topics related to perinatal well-being and hear other people's stories, so much coping and healing happens when people are able to lead from their self and parent in a way that makes sense for them and their family, not what the parent posted on Instagram or what their neighbors or family members or friends are doing or telling them to do, but what they feel works for them and their family. Please leave me a comment and let me know what surprised you the most about becoming a parent, or every time you welcomed a new baby into the family. I would love to hear from you.